After a couple of wasted weeks in France dealing with the residual effects of our latest move, we are finally back out on the road. In chapter 44, we visit the stunning Chateau de Duras. We also take a look at a few really strange French wives' tales inspired by a painting trick we learned about. This is Jeff and Julie, moved to France during a global pandemic. We've had a little bit of bad weather here lately, which is perfect for me getting back into the workshop to kind of get these shutters, the shutter project rolling again. And uh, I'm, I'm... It's also good for the water tables because they're really low after a very hot and very dry summer. So the rain is welcomed. Much more important to get those shutters done. <laughs> no, I agree. Yeah, that's it's funny. Everyone's talking about that, too, huh? how low the water table is this year. Yeah, well, it's really important. I mean, some some towns and, and villages had to get their water delivered by cistern because they there, yeah. there was no more water in the in the reserve. In the summertime, yeah. And now it's, it's still very low. Some of the rivers that aren't regulated properly were bone dry this, this summer, so... Everything needs to get replenished, so they're counting on a lot of rain for the winter, which is a bit depressing, but it's necessary, so uh, we're willing to bite the bullet. But I did get back into the workshop, started working on these these shutters, and the whole house needs shutters. Really, there are one, two, I think, three, four, five, six, seven, seven or eight uh, sets of shutters that need to be done mm -hmm. eventually. Two of them were painted last year, and they're going to last another year at least, but uh, the other six are in queue, and I think I've got three sets done. Yep, I, I have three sets done. But you're building them from scratch. From scratch. You know, it's not just paint. Like you, no. you, were, you bought the wood, you bought the, you know, the, the hardware. So you are, mm -hmm. that's a massive project to make sure that come the summer, yes. we've got the proper protection against the sun. Yeah, and the the ones we have currently are rotting, and it was just and so we we actually had a, a DV like a uh, an invoice, not an no, invoice, a quote, a quote for uh, about two grand to paint them, and I'm thinking, okay, wait a minute, for two grand, I can I, I can not only paint them, but I can build them for all that money, <laughs> and then some. Yep, you saved the, the family some some dollars. Uh, yeah. No, some euros. Some sorry. euros. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're they're all dollars. <laughs> they're all dollars eventually. <laughs> <laughs> so we had this charming fella. We we found him uh, in in Dos when we were doing our walk, and he was doing an amazing job painting this uh, maison maître. In downtown, well, downtown. Downtown, yeah. No, I think it was more uptown, actually. Uh, yeah. In the center of Dos. <laughs> yeah. It was a doctor's house, and, and he was doing all the the painting of the, the shutters and the facade, and he was doing a really meticulous job. So we just walked up to him one morning and said, oh, can we get your information? We'd really like, like for you to come over and give us a quote uh, on, on doing our, our house mm -hmm. and, and also the shutters. And he said, yeah, no problem. And sure enough, he showed up on time, uh, gave us a, a, his devis or quote. Uh, and, and then we just had an onslaught of guests. So we just couldn't deal with that. And recently, we've fun, found time to be able to um, get back to him. And he came back one more time and gave us a little bit of an, an oversight on how long it was going to take and, and what materials he, he was going to use and what kind of service he provides. And, and Jeff, you had some interesting questions for well, him. Yeah. So I'm really glad that we had him break out the original quote in terms of the facade of the house being one part of it and the shutters being another. So we kind of took the shutters out of play because 
of what I just mentioned. I'm building them and painting them myself. Uh, and, and so, yeah, I had a couple of – I showed him the shutter, and he was he was happy with the work and everything. Oh, and he that, thought you were very skilled. Well, that's nice. Thanks. And uh, But uh, th- these are th- – what they use for shutter wood here is a derivative of pine. It's called le pain, I think. Or... Pain is pine. Oh, is it? Okay. so It's, it's, it's also bread. It's definitely a derivative of pine, but it's much harder than Canadian pine. Like, it seems to be a lot more durable, but it smells the same, and – it's also got the same amount of knots. And if, uh, if, if anyone has ever tried painting pine, especially fresh pine, you know the, the problem inherent with knots. So I'm, I'm you know, and, and I've, I've had pretty good success over the years using a Zinsser product out of Canada or the U.S. They have great stain coverage. Uh, it's a primer, but it also prevents uh, knots from coming through the paint. So I'm looking that up, but in the in the meantime, I thought I'd ask him, "Hey, you know what? What do you what do you use here?" And he says, "Well, a lot of the old timers will tell you it's garlic, garlic, garlic. So not only will you not have the knots bleed through, but you won't have any vampires, and your house will smell like an <laughs> Italian restaurant. I mean, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I'll, I'll give it a whirl. It's going to be a boatload of garlic though because i mean geez there are a lot of knots on each one of these uh shutters but i I think i'm gonna back up my plan with uh some zinzer or something similar a shellac of some kind just to go over the knots three or four times before you prime it and then before you paint it it's a big deal like it's funny the carpentry on these things is probably the least of the deal uh or at least of the time consumption because i then have to take the old uh, shutters and kind of strip them off of their hardware because I'd, I'd like to reuse the hardware. There's no need to go out and buy. Oh, it's perfectly. I mean, yeah, I had fine. to buy some additional hardware because I'm doing them a different way. Uh, but uh, yeah, the original hardware is fine. We just sand it down and paint it again, and away we go. So, yeah. but I, you know what? It's probably worth a try. I don't. I don't think it it can hurt. And and it's funny. So there we were laughing about this after he well we all laughed together like he laughed he found it funny too but he said I, i'm told it works and then we got thinking you and i got thinking about uh what uh, other kind of yeah. you know wives tales are there here in france and and just when i was doing a little bit of, of googling on the google machine uh it, it became uh interesting that garlic is used in so many other ways like mm. if you've got a skin rash or if you've got a cut uh, it's a disinfectant. It helps heal the skin. So there's a mm. property in garlic that I think will lend itself very well to um, your knot situation. Well, uh, I'm willing to give it. I mean, that I just don't know how. Maybe we use your scrincher, the thing that. No, 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 no. You just rub the garlic. No, 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 no. I don't think you want the garlic juice. I think you want the oh. just the, the 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 natural oil that comes with the oh. the. the, the yeah, clove. The, the clove. Well, okay. So in researching this, it was interesting. There's a, f- a few funny, strange things. Um, one of the wives' tales, and, and they don't call it just wives' tales. They call it old wives' tales oh. <laughs> because it's it's passed on f- from wife to wife to wife to wife. So, want, is that politically correct now? Can we say wives' tales? <laughs> In, in this weird say, world we live in, I think you can say wise. Oh, I think you can we'll, say we'll old. Count on it. We're saying it. I don't care what anyone <laughs> says. We're saying it. But anyway, yeah. So one one of the ones that I thought was interesting is 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 dog poop. Um, Excuse me, dog poop. 
So when it's interesting because when we were in Paris a few years back, the streets were littered with yeah. poop. Last time we were there, just six months ago, oh, no. it was clean. It yeah. was impeccable. And no one of, of our uh, of our company recently, of our guests, including my my mom and sister and brother-in-law who were in Paris for quite a while before they came here, no one mentioned that, mm-hmm. that, um, that it was a problem anymore. No. So, um, but there is a wives' tale that if you step in it with your right foot, it's mm-hmm. bad luck. Is there a reason? No. But if you step in poop with your left foot, it's good luck. Well, okay. I stepped in poop with my left foot last week. Did while, you really? While I was out trying to buy a gift for you. Oh. And I just about did a double eight in the air and landed right in the whole mess. But I, I got my balance, but it was my left shoe. And then there I am, you know, scrubbing it off in a puddle. So have you had good luck? No. <laughs> I have had the most miserable couple of weeks. <laughs> it's just I been just... lots of stuff, lots of stuff. Um, so another one is about bread. Okay. Um, two. There's two about bread. The first one is you shouldn't put it on your plate. That, well, that's yeah. bad luck. Okay. And, and so that explains why they don't serve bread plates here. So mm-hmm. when you come to France, or at least in our area, very seldom do you see a plate for your bread. You just... Oh, even pa- when we were in Paris, there were no yeah. plates. No. And, you know, so I do one of two things. Uh, I do one of three things with the bread, and then we'll get back to your wives' tale. Sorry. Sometimes if it's like if they serve bread, and it's not always a baguette. Sometimes it's a big loaf with big slices. Okay, well, I'm not taking a whole slice. So I will rip off a piece and throw the rest back in the bread basket, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, I leave it just on the table, mm-hmm. side my plate. Number three, I will put it on my plate. But typically I see people just leave it on the on the table next to the but, plate. But maybe putting it on your plate has counteracted the fact that you stepped in poop with your left foot. Why? Because that's bad luck. According to oh, French you, oh, lore. you mean it? It canceled my good luck. I think so. Oh, so I shouldn't be doing number three. I shouldn't be putting it on on no. my any plate. No. Oh, I any thought you plate. meant just a, a bread plate. No, any plate. Oh, so you're saying me putting it on canceled my 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 poop stepping? I'm I'm thinking, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Do they talk about one wife still canceling another, or no. do they talk about? Here, even better, like this wives' tale is uh, an 82%. This wives' tale is a 77%. Yeah, no. There, there's no percentage. Oh, okay. But there's another bread suspicion, uh, superstition. Okay. Um, you, you should not put the baguette upside down. Why? Bad luck. <laughs> it has something to do with folklore. Should, should I stop saying why? Yeah, I guess so. But it had something to do with... with <laughs> People, people, executioners picking up the bread with one hand, and I, I, I'm not, I'm not even quite sure. But, but the thing is, don't flip your baguette upside down. Or you get executed. I don't know. Wow. I don't know. And then, you know, on on a lighter side of things, uh, if you're, if you want a, a if you're having babies and uh-huh. you've had tons of boys and you want a girl, right? Then you want to walk around in a place where you can see an owl, because oh. if you see an owl. Okay. You will have a girl. At what point? I don't know. It's kind of weird to me. Like, if you're carrying a boy and then you see an owl, does it become a girl? No, no, that's nuts. That's nuts. That's that's crazy talk. Right. But anyway, 
Um, no, I'm saying at what point during the, you know, is it during, like if you see an owl during conception? No, 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 not conception, uh, during pregnancy. So once the, the, the deed is done. But the, okay. I know, I know, whatever. D d we, just play along? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Just play along. And then uh, cigarettes. Cigarettes are just a thing still here. Mm -hmm. And it's, uh, it's really bad luck if you use one match to light three cigarettes. Now, if they're all three years, that's really bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> in so many ways. Yep. <laughs> so if you've got three people in need of a light, yes. uh, you'd light two of them and blow that bugger that's right. out. That's right. The other, then, the third one is on his own. And you get your own match. That's right. Yeah. Yep. You're, we're not, you're not contributing to our misery. No, that's correct. Wow, that is a weird one. It is. It is. Also, if you're having a dinner party, make sure that you don't have 13 guests at the table. That's but here again, we go. Here we go with 13. 13. I know. I know. So, so it, if you turn around uh -huh. and look and see that you have 13, what do you do then? I mean, you can't kick somebody out. Well, I think you must. I think you have to pick. Somebody's got. Somebody's got to leave. Yeah. Who doesn't have a date? You're you're gone. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nice on them. Hmm. Anyway, uh, another one is if you buy a new house, the first thing that should be moved into your new house, and God knows we didn't do this, is the uh, kitchen table. That's the first thing. Should be. Oh. Because it's, it, it's for plentiful food, uh, sustenance, happiness, uh, conviviality. Well, um, fortunately, ours came in the first move and it wasn't lost, damaged, or broken. <laughs> Jesus. And the last thing I'll mention is you can't wear anything new on a Friday night function. What? Yep, they say it's bad luck. So you, you have two choices. You can either wear it kind of the day before or during the week. You wore it when you tried it on at the no, store. No, 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 out in public in front oh, of people. Okay. Uh, or uh, choice number B is you, you, can, you could go to a Saturday function in your new clothes. Okay, but what if you bought new clothes just to go to the Friday function? You have to wear it on a day before, like wear it on Thursday for lunch, and then you can wear it Friday for dinner. Yeah, that becomes awkward if you're spending, you know, the time with the same people, but. Oh, okay. Um, so that brings me to <laughs> <clears throat> the French phrase of the day. Okay. Now, uh, does the French phrase of the day have something to do with bad luck or mm -hmm. omens or... Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. All right. Of course. You know I like to tie things in. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Je ne suis pas superstitieux. Ça porte malheur. Hmm. Je ne suis pas superstitieux. Ça porte malheur. Well... I'm not a I'm not a superstition. You're not you're not superstitious. I'm not superstitious. Uh, I support. Ça porte. Oh 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 oh. See see there. This is my big problem. By the way, is with French. <laughs> Which well, is your big problem? <laughs> shut up. <laughs> this is one of my big problems <laughs> with French, and that is that I often will like I just heard ça porte. And I thought... Support. Yeah, mm. I, I thought, okay. Uh, mal, mal, Malheur. 
Uh, where? No. Malheur. No, no, I mean prot. Prot. Brings. Oh. Oh, oh sab. Oh. It brings bad, bad omens or bad mm-hmm. hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so can, can you translate it for me? Uh... I don't believe in superstition. It, it brings bad hours or bad. <laughs> what? Well, okay. It's more. It's yeah. Yes, but I am not superstitious. I'm not superstitious. Yes. That brings bad luck. Oh, bad luck. Malheur. Malheur is is misery. Oh wow! I, I should know that one by now. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean by that? Jeez. <laughs> God. So that's good, right? Je ne suis pas superstitieux. Ça porte malheur. Okay. I, I like that one. You know, I'm not going to be superstitious. It brings bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really good. A very good French phrase of the day. Merci Thanks, beaucoup. Julie. Merci. Um, by the way, it's taken me uh, pretty much the bulk of November to get rid of the bulk. October bulk. <laughs> yes. Guestover bulk. Mm-hmm. Um, I've, I've been consciously trying to uh, whittle down to where I was at the beginning of October, where, where I'd kind of lost about a dozen pounds or more. And uh, then then guest over happened. And it's funny, uh, uh, I was on with Humble and Fred uh, this week, and uh, Fred was talking about just how many giant calories there are in croissant. And it's, it, it's, it's true. And then Howard said, I don't care. It doesn't matter when you're in France. You got you to gotta, you gotta try it and, and have a few of them. And we did. Uh, and, 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 and what I was saying to the guys was, we only really go and buy croissants and bakery items like that when we have guests. But when you have three sets of guests over the course of about 25 days. That's a, that's a lot of trips to the bakery. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we were partaking uh, on a regular basis. The croissant, they're just, and, and by the way, they have croissants with butter. Like you can get, as if there isn't enough butter in a, a normal croissant, but then you can get them with more butter. Yes, and you can get them with uh, almonds. And, and chocolate. Get, and chocolate. And, and the um, almond ones, uh, that's funny. Uh, that was uh, So that was Lisa who introduced mm-hmm. us to that idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, that's uh, Dan's uh, partner. And they, they were unbelievable, but really caloric, really high in calories. Well, that's like dessert for breakfast. It is, but they were really delicious, and I had no idea. But she said, can you ask? And I, sure. So I uh, asked for them, and so we had those for a couple of days as well. They were amazing. Yeah. But uh, so yep. now I'm, I'm back to my fight and wait, and it looks like I'm going to – I got a few fights on the horizon here, so it looks like uh, I'm ready to go. Well, you look good. Yeah, well, it's it, but you know, it's just uh, just calorie counting, except for October and and exercise. Like we we're, yeah. we've been pretty good yeah. at going out for our walks, and you know they're not insignificant. They're you know five six k walks. Now we didn't go for a walk yesterday, but boy, did we do some walking uh, within the confines of uh, Chateau de Duras. Chateau de Duras. So Duras is a region. Uh, it's about an hour away from where we are. It's a it's a well known uh, wine region, and, and uh, it has this beautiful chateau that's pretty much in the center of the village. And you know, uh, at French class today, Veronique was telling me that in the summer, we don't want to go there in the summer, but in the summer they do quite a lot with the uh, 
chateau in terms of lighting. They have a lot of night functions there. It's a very busy place. Like people use it a lot. And I told her we were the only ones there yesterday, the only ones there. Yeah, no, it's the right. I mean, it's a perfect time to go. I mean, mid-November, um, the weather was wonderful. And yeah, we drove with the top down on the way home. Yep, it was it was a, a pretty day, and uh, we were able to walk ourselves through um, the guided the, the kind of auto guided tour, and no one ahead of us. And it was kind of it was kind of cute because they had these kind of special effects. Like it was a little bit cheesy, but it was, it was just a little cheesy. Un peu de fromage, un peu de fromage. But you know what, though, uh, I kind of like. Okay, for instance, you would go into the kitchen, and there was a. Uh, mannequin there dressed in, which was actually kind of a neat idea because you got an idea of what they wore. But mm -hmm. And then there was like an ox being roasted in the fireplace. It was huge. It was like, like a, a fake full, one. Yeah, fake one. It was like a full cow in there. and uh, But you got an idea of how they prepared a meal. Well, that was the, the primary kitchen, and mm -hmm. you could you could have a, a wildebeest in there or whatever, and it, it it was a massive fireplace, and it it would you know it, it would it, take days to cook or whatever. Days, yeah, yeah, and uh, they had a, a secondary kitchen. Uh, they had so many water wells, and the water wells went down like a hundred feet. Oh, I looked down there, and uh, it would probably take ten seconds for a rock to drop all the way down to the bottom. Uh, and it, that's what what. Uh, replenish the kitchen mm -hmm. with its its water supply, and it's a very different look. Like we'll we'll definitely include a ton of photos of Chateau de Duras on the Facebook page. Jeff and Julie moved to France because one thing that I noticed right away, and you'll notice in the in the photos, is it has a massive balcony all the way around it, which is a really different look for chateaus. Well, it was neat because when we went into the the Duke's uh, uh, apartments. You could go out onto the balcony, and you you oversaw the view. It was spectacular. And how how long is that balcony? One hundred and forty uh, meters yeah. or yep. feet? Me no meters. Holy, one hundred and forty meters! Like that's it's a couple of football. That's more than one football field. Yeah, I think it's unique in France. Yeah, to yeah. have a chateau with with that kind of a uh, a feature for a balcony. And then. The steps to the tower. So uh -huh. apparently, and there were tiny, <laughs> little, wee. little tiny steps. So you have to announce yourself. Like they, there's a, a big sign before you take the, the, the staircase, and it says, um, "Please manifest yourself." <laughs> well, and and I cannot even imagine the mayhem around going up and down that tower during peak tourist season because it's quite a ways. It's 120 steps. Now, the last part is not 120 steps. It's in 120 steps in sections. But the last part is a good is a good haul. Like it's 50 or 60 steps. Yeah, and it's small steps and a narrow um, corridor. Narrow corridor and very uh, short. So it's it's one person. There's no passing on well, here. Well, that's why you have yeah. to announce yourself. Yeah. You have to manifest yourself. Manifest said. yourself. Say, Hello, I'm coming up the stairs. Bonjour. <laughs> And then we made it all the way up, and wow, the view. Yeah, got a couple 360. of 360. Killer pictures from uh, at the top of the tower, and you'll see the tower in the photos from the outside. It's a very different looking. Um, it's a very different looking chateau. A couple of the rooftops are angled. You noticed that, mm -hmm. uh, obviously, for water drainage. And then there's this beautiful area inside, 
And uh, maybe you you could explain uh, what they were saying about this area that uh, kind of looks like a upside down boat. Ah, okay. Uh, what they said is there there were twelve fireplaces in that room, this hmm. massive room, and it was mainly used as a dormitory. And that was for guests that came to big parties. Wow. So if you had like a hundred people coming to the no chateau. One, no one wanted to drive. No, right? no, <laughs> can't drink in horse. <laughs> so if, if you, you know, needed to stay overnight, they had all these beds and all these accommodations for their guests. And the, the roofing was, they, they speculate, was probably built by someone who um, built boats because it does look like an inverse yeah boat yeah it looks like upside down down ship Mm -hmm. yeah and as with everything there are pieces added on over the centuries right it started out uh in the 1100s that's right being built 12th century 12th century and then uh, things are added on uh but what's really interesting is the rooms are all decorated and it looks like more 16th century wouldn't you say like uh yeah louis yeah they they would um they put signs up with all the furnishings so that you could follow along. Okay, this this bed dates from this time. This mm-hmm. chair is from here. This, um, and they they refinished all of the wood. So, uh, I think they really take pride in making sure that everything looks impeccable uh, and is uh, is as historically correct as possible. And you know, they, they, it's very reasonable to see these chateaus. Um, and I. I yeah, I feel good when I go there to pay the money to see them because obviously it goes towards the reparation and mm-hmm. paying the people who who work there. But it was like ten euros each, and um, you we could have upgraded to get a, a what do you call a, a an audio a, guide? Audio guide, but they also have it was so well signed. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that everything was kind of uh, written in each room as well. So in and, both languages, French and English. Yeah, and and they had a really good color guide to to walk through, and it wasn't too long, was it? It was just kind of perfect. Well, we did it in forty five, but they had said um, that you should allot an hour and a half. So I think we did like speed dating. We kind of yeah, but we went pretty quickly. But remember, there's nobody there. That's true. Seeing things and and you know, and we were just able to kind of boogie on through there. Uh, and it was it was cool. We were in the the games room and we saw the old fashioned games. Yeah. Remember there was like like a, a, a like a an old what's what's that Jenga? Uh, game? Oh, Jenga. Yeah. Where you have to balance yeah. things out, but mm-hmm. you, so there was that, and then there was another one where. Uh, there was a word game, wasn't there? And a word game. Then there was kind of like the first ice hockey, mm-hmm. or or what's the game that you and, play? And, uh, oh 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 yeah, uh, Crokinole. Yes. Yeah. That game. Yeah, kind of like a Crokinole thing. Oh yeah, they had all kind of games, and then they had a beautiful billiards room. Beautiful. I will include a picture of that on the Facebook page as well. That looked and, and just it just was decadently done, wasn't it? The ceilings were monstrous. Would you say it was like, like yeah, thirty? I would say, th- yeah, three stories high. Couldn't even get them all in the shot sometimes. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's just amazing. And the and the what's really interesting is the and, and you'd kind of know the uh, parts of the chateau that were from the eleven hundreds because the stairs, even though they're this amazingly hard sandstone or mm-hmm. limestone, they've actually got 
swales in them from all of the They're people all going up. smoothed out from all the wear. Yeah, carved and curved. Yeah, yeah, from all the wear. It's really amazing when you think how many thousands of people have been up and down those stairs over the many, uh, well, over a thousand years now. Over yeah. a thousand years. A thousand years. How many chateaus are there in France? Whoa, you got me there. Now, when you say chateaus, are you talking about historic, like historic chateaus, or what, what is considered, considered a chateau? Oh God, you got! I, I, I would say thousands. How many thousands? I would say eight thousand. Mm, more bigger. More bigger. Mm-hmm. Hmm. How many? Forty thousand. Forty thousand chateaus. Well, think about it. Just mm-hmm. walking distance to here, there are three. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. So, yeah. So throughout <laughs> France, 40,000 is completely yeah, plausible. Believe, yeah. And you can understand how the government is helping out. Uh, and I, we don't know quite how. I'd like to find out, though, because uh, Noyac, uh, which is our nearest chateau and is quite beautiful, is under a massive construction. We've already talked about it. And I mean, t- new septic systems, maybe they're putting in a huge pool. We don't know. They're certainly cr- uh, n- knocking some of the old buildings around to create, not knocking them down, but knocking them around to create some gîtes, living spaces, we yep. believe. Yep. Hotel rooms, gîtes. Um... But, it, you know, I think it's in the government's best interest to help out here, it, either with tax breaks or contributing themselves because... It's, it's one way to get the public involved in, in saving some of these beautiful, beautiful structures. Yeah, it would be, it would be very sad to see them just get too dilapidated and, and go to ruin when they can be refurbished and, and become spectacular places. I mean, one thing we do know is they do sell for quite a cheap dollar. I they mean, do. You know, they do. Nwayak was listed for, what was it, 1.5 million euros? Which 1. 1.4 euros. 1.4. Who knows what they paid for it eventually. And I mean... Chances are, if they guaranteed certain things, they, they got further breaks. Well, you know, I think that's why there are so many shows mm-hmm. where, you know, th- th- this young couple just bought a chateau and they're going to be, you know, yeah. <laughs> renovating. And it's too much for us, I'll tell you. Just, it's, it, it, but it's massive. It's so huge. Hard, it's hard enough just to keep up with all of the... Uh, all of the other administration that we have to deal with here on a daily basis. Right. And what, by we, I mean you. Yeah, me. Yeah. So right now, my administrative task is getting our titre de séjour uh, renewed. So we are allowed to stay in this country um, as visitors with a carte de séjour, um, but every year we need to reapply for it. Which... Yeah, now, uh, I'm, uh, we got to... F- this is ridiculous because we were told that this is going to happen for at least 10 years before they give us a five or 10 year cut de séjour, which uh, I, th- I think we need to try and find out if there's a way to... Fast track? Yeah, because this is, it's a, it's a lot of work. Well, well it, it, you explain know, the, how much work it is. So, so th- you know, we have a file with um, our prefecture and with the government that we, that we submitted last year for our carte de séjour 2022 to 2023 mm-hmm. but none of that information is is carried forward so you have to resubmit all of the required documentation so online um, you know we have our our identifier numbers and so we've started the process we've we've put in our information who we are where we live uh, who our spouses 
our spouse is. <laughs> oh, no, it can't be spouses. <laughs> yeah, I know. No. Well, no, okay, that's in step number two. Step number two, you have to attest. To declare. Fact, declare that you are not a polygamist. Now, isn't that funny? There are only two things you have to... Three. Three, three things you have to attest to, and that's one of them. Yes. You're not a polygamist. You're not going to work, and that you have insurance. Ah. So um, those are, are... That's step number two. Step number three is you have to prove that you're not going to be taxing on their system so that you have the, the resources to be able to um, live and, and you know, enjoy your, your time in France without having access to any of their, their social mm-hmm. um, programs yeah. right. um, other than health care. Um, and so, you know, that part is, is, is good. And then in step number four, you have to pr- provide the justification, the, the proof for all these things. So, so you have to show your, your wealth, I guess you could say, like you have to show your them. Your bank accounts, bank your accounts. investments, your, your insurance, your. Whether you bought a house. Whether you bought a house, um, all of those things need to be submitted. And then in step number five, you kind of take a review of everything and then you submit it. And they've got. From that point on, two months to review your information and to see whether or not you qualify uh, to be able to stay uh, in, in the country. And, and then they will reissue, I guess, because mm-hmm. d- does, does the current uh, Cap de Séjour just say for this year? It, it expires in 2023 then, early. Then, uh, then they're going to make us drive to Agen to pick Maybe them. not. Maybe because we already have one. I don't know this. I'm hoping that they're just going to put it in the post. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, having to drive to Ajan to go pick up a card seems to be a big waste of time when they've got our file and our information. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you would think. Anyway. So uh, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we're in the process of doing that. And uh, hopefully we'll get some results um, in January. Yeah. I mean, the whole idea is they say you can do it four months prior to your expiration date, but no sooner like it can't be, you can't start filing six months ahead. It, four is the maximum. And we're about, what, two and a half months away right now from our expiration date. Yeah, we would have done it earlier. I think we got so mesmerized by Guestober yeah. that we just really didn't didn't uh, think to do it. But it, we're, we're fine. Um, they have up to, I think, uh, two months after the expiration date of your current a titre de séjour to issue a new one. So that could put us in a bit of a bind because if you don't have a titre de séjour that is current, uh, you can't travel because that's, it, that's why we're going. We're going uh, on a holiday before the thing expires. expires. Yes, <laughs> so we can get back in into case. the country. Just in case. Yeah. So we're we're yeah. I think that's smart. We're hedging our bets. So one of the things that I was talking to Veronique about at French today, and un- unfortunately it kind of ate up a little French because I, I couldn't do it. Are you going to get some euros back? No, 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 because it was very <laughs> valuable information. Because um, you want to have a little get together here. And I was saying to her, and I was saying to Veronique, okay, I'm, I'm at the stage right now where these get togethers that people have, they go four, five, six, seven hours. And, I was trying to explain to her and you that that is because our friends here are French. They're not very few speak English. And when we're at an uh, affair like that, it's usually always French. Nonstop. Nonstop. And I'm I'm trying to convince, you know, you and, and Veronique and anyone else who will listen, that is just work for me. I mean, I know it's good for learning the language. I understand that. 
but it's work. So I'm trying to trying to make it so that three hours and I'm I'm kind of done. That's that's my three to four hours. That's the max I can do these things for. Well, the other thing is we have we've met a collection of people, different groups mm-hmm. of people that we see on a fairly regular basis. But we we can't have all those people no. over for a dinner. No, it's just too many people because we're so popular. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I so I asked her about that. I said, so what we'd like to do is a sort of in Canada we do this sort of afternoon drop in thing, and you're all familiar with that, where you know it's on a around Christmas time, and hey, come on over any t- you know two to six and have a drink and toast the season. Well, she said that's. That is just not a good time for that kind of thing here. And and she gave me a bunch of reasons. First of all, if you're doing it on a weekend, which is probably what we would be doing, mm-hmm. then uh, let's say it's a Sunday. Well, lunch here is a big deal. And Sunday lunches here are even bigger because family involved yeah. usually. Yeah. And if you were to say two to six, first of all, they're still in the middle of lunch. They're probably at one of... They're probably at uh, at uh, stage three of a seven part course meal um, at two o'clock. And then the other thing she said is, people don't go somewhere to have a, a, an apéro, an, an aperitif in the afternoon. That's coffee time. And anytime people get invited for two or three around here, it's for coffee. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to limit this thing to a just. Well, we're both trying to limit it so that it's not a dinner and it's just a drop-in over some time. Mm-hmm. So uh, you don't want to do it too close to dinner because then people think it's dinner. Yeah. Well, you know, what I used to do um, back in the day when I had the company was do a, a, um, a holiday party. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would do a, a cinq à sept, which is very popular in Canada. It, it's, a, it's a pre-dinner apéro. So you drop in between five and seven. You come and have either a cocktail, coffee, soft drink, whatever. And there's always a little bit of, you know, little appies, little, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then people go home or go out and have their dinner. So maybe that's what maybe we- Maybe that's what we'll do then. What we might want to do. You know, if people want to hang around longer, that's, that's fine. But it, yeah. the whole intent is it's not going to be a stay around and have this massive dinner. Right. Um, it's, it's come and say hi, we'll have a, you know, some Christmas cheer, we'll have some music playing. Yeah, well, maybe that's the time to, maybe that is a good idea. And and just keep it to a two-hour window, knowing full well it's going to go further. Yes, yes. As, as the parties when I had the agency went on. (laughs) Oh, oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so, um, that, because the last thing I said to her is, well, we want to make it, yeah, we want to respect what you guys do here but we also want to bring some sort of canadiana to to the to our functions as well and kind of how we do things there and that's a very common thing the little drop by in canada which i've always loved i've always loved that because there's no hard time to be there and there's no hard time to leave it's just kind of drop by have a drink we'll have some nibblies and yeah. go from there yep so that we're looking forward to that and and you know I I'm definitely starting to get into the holiday spirit and the stores have already 
started. Well, hey, uh, <laughs> Christmas has been in the air since the last trick-or-treater took off their costume, okay? So uh, uh, next week on the show, we will investigate sort of the, the Christmas feel around here, and in particular, maybe some of the Christmas markets have started up by then. I don't know. Yeah, they, they, uh, yes, they, uh, I've seen the advertising already. They've got the signs up, so it's, it's coming. Somewhere in late November, right. so that's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, well, uh, we will uh, let you know what's going on with Christmas as we kind of get close to the end of November on next week's show. This is Jeff and Julie moved to France during a global pandemic. Au revoir. A bientôt.